If your community is very broad, if you're speaking to anyone, your messaging isn't as crisp and people don't realize that you're talking to them. So by trying to talk to everybody, you actually a lot of times are not successful because people don't realize that you want to serve them. Yeah. And I I can tell you how many business owners that we've spoken to who have not niched down enough. And we, we can pick it up pretty quickly. We see it. We're like, okay, can you narrow that down even more? And, uh, you know, I think about our, our real estate business, right? We have a real estate course business. And I think about how the people who take our courses, you know, they look at us and they go, yeah, you know, if you can do it, I can do it. You know, you've been through residency, you know what it's like being a doctor, you know what it's like being in debt, you know what it's like paying these high taxes. And you guys have done it. You guys have figured out a way to lower your tax burden and you're still doctors. And so that's why I think a lot of people are interested in, in, are drawn to us because of that niching down to the customer. We really know our customer. This episode is sponsored by our brand new course called Fast Fire Bookkeeping for Real Estate Investors. Do you have a pile of receipts and a bunch of statements that are stacking up in your office and the pile isn't getting any smaller? Are your rental properties getting you closer to financial freedom? Do you even know how your properties are performing? Well, the answer to your problem is doing your books the right way. And that's what our course is about. We'll teach you how to set up your books the right way, not just for tax time, but also so you can unlock the insights that will help you maximize your cash flow. For more information or to sign up, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash fast fire bookkeeping. Have you ever dreamed of owning a vacation home? What if it could double as an investment property that makes you money and helps you save on taxes? Our new course, Accelerating Wealth, Short-Term Rental Blueprint, will teach you how to purchase and set up your short-term rental the right way. Learn more about the course at semiretiredmd.com slash str hyphen course. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth podcast, a place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Welcome to another episode of Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. Today, Kenji and I are going to be talking about some tips for building a successful doctor-owned business. We've built several businesses now together, and so we have a lot of experience going through building a startup, and we wanted to share some of the things we've learned along the way with all of you. So first of all, we wanted to start out by talking about some of the stats on business success based on the numbers. Yeah, and and this is pretty remarkable if you look at the numbers. So less than 5% of businesses make $1 million in revenue. Only 4 out of 10 of these 1% of businesses ever make $5 million. And then only six out of 100,000 ever get to $10 million. So those numbers are pretty staggering. And so what that leads me to to believe is that, you know, there are a lot of businesses and people start then, but ultimately growing them to a certain level of success based on the numbers is extremely rare. Well, I think that part of the reason for that is when you start a business and you're a solopreneur, you have a certain skill set that you're going to use to make that business successful. But growing a business takes a totally different skill set. I think Brooke Castillo said it best as she said, when you start out, you're like a hunter. And then over time, you turn into a farmer, right? Because you have your team and you're farming with your team. You're not a hunter anymore. And I think having both of those skill sets is a little bit complex sometimes and people don't have both of them at the same time. Well, yeah. And I I certainly know that a lot of people 
stay hunters. They never get to that farming mindset. And uh, I think about some family members who have some businesses and they have uh, always been hunters and they've never made that transition of growing a team and getting additional skill sets. Like you said, they know what they know and they continue doing what they're doing, uh, but they never grow and expand and, and pursue other customers accumulate talent so that they can get other types of business and grow their businesses. And we did that for many years too. Mm -hmm. Uh, With our earlier businesses, we never got beyond being hunters. And so this is actually one of the businesses that we first uh, really built a successful team. And for those of you out there, semi-retired almost has 20 employees now. And so that's quite a large team that we've built over the last two and a half years. And it's taken us learning and growing as individuals a lot. And so what we really wanted to talk about today is some of the skills that we've learned, some of the really important concepts we've learned along the way, building our team and building our business with all of you so that it's helpful to some of you out there who are entrepreneurs. I know we have a lot of people who are are real estate entrepreneurs, but a lot of our real estate entrepreneurs and alumni of our courses go on to create other businesses too, because once they've built out that skill, once they've seen that they have the ability to make money other ways, um, I think it's very natural for them to progress and then become entrepreneurs in other areas as well. Yeah. And then even people outside of the real estate community that we have, uh, there are so many physicians uh, who are building businesses. And, uh, and and there's been a lot of conversation about this. And I know statistically, a lot of them aren't going to succeed. And so we really wanted to share some, some tips for building a successful doctor-owned business. So let's go. So let's get started. So our first one is really about niching and niching is really choosing your specific community that you want to contribute to, that you want to add to, but making it very specific because if your community is very broad, if you're speaking to anyone, your messaging isn't as crisp and people don't realize that you're talking to them. So by trying to talk to everybody, you actually a lot of times are not successful because people don't realize that you want to serve them. Yeah. I can't tell you how many business owners uh, that we've spoken to who have not niched down enough. And, and we, we can pick it up pretty quickly. We see it. We're like, okay, yeah. Can you narrow that down even more? And, uh, you know, I think about our, our real estate business, right? We have a real estate course business. And I think about how the people who take our courses, you know, they look at us and they go, yeah, you know, if you can do it, I can do it. You know, you've been through residency, you know what it's like being a doctor, you know what it's like being in debt, you know what it's like paying these high taxes and you guys have done it. You guys have figured out a way to lower your tax burden and, and you're still doctors. And so that's why I think a lot of people are interested in and uh, are drawn to us because of that niching down to the customer. We really know our customer. Yeah. When we first started out, one of the things we did was we used Pat Flynn's kind mm-hmm. of sentence of your niche that you're talk- talking about. And I remember feeling a little bit nervous that we were choosing to niche to physicians, helping physicians with direct ownership real estate. It just seemed like such a very small group of people. But actually, that's the key to why we've been successful is we chose such a specific niche and we're serving people that who we really want to help. We are passionate about helping them. There are people and that shows a, makes us show up on a different level because we know who we're serving and when we care about them. Yeah. And I, I didn't mention that part. You're right. We're niching down to doctors, but then we're even niching down on the type of real estate. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we don't talk as much about passive real estate investing, for example, we're really focused on rental properties, right? And so that's the niching down that you're talking about. There was that fear initially 
And uh, now, but now we're looking back, it's like, that was absolutely the right decision. Yeah. So for people out there who are thinking about starting a business, really try to niche down to a very specific community that you're going to serve in a very specific topic. And I think Keith Cunningham has said this best to me. He said mm-hmm. to me, the reason the Grand Canyon is so deep is because it was focused water that carved through rock because it was so focused. Otherwise it would have been a two inch mud puddle. So try to niche down and be that focused water so that you can kind of carve through and and make a name for yourself. Okay, on to number two. This is start with delivering value first. Our philosophy has been that if we come out and we contribute, if we truly care, if we do the best by our people and our students, um, that everything else will follow. And it really has. One of the things that we talk about in our company all the time is Our mantra for all decision-making is how do we make our students most successful? Every single employee knows that. That's how we make decisions. So we come by delivering value to our employees first. I mean, our students first. And sometimes that means that we don't choose what's most lucrative for a company um, because it's not right for our students. And that's truly how we showed up. And I think that's really helped us. Yeah. And also thinking about how we started our business is we started out with a blog and we were giving free information, helping a lot of people for free. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that led to selling a course. And uh, but, but it really did start with adding value to people for free, providing that free content. And, and even still, what's amazing is that even, even though a lot of the content uh, that's in our courses, you know, it's out there, right? It's out there either on our blog, this podcast, but it's also out there in general, right? If you just kind of look look uh, in the in the world by web, right? There's, it's out there, um, but people still want to take a course because ultimately, what we realize is that in order for somebody to actually make progress, it actually helps to pay uh, because, like it the does. you know, the transformation is in the transaction, and we really do believe that. And so, but again, starting with that value was really the key, I think, for for our business. Yeah, and I think people can really feel your heart. And so, if you're in it just for yourself, people can tell. It, mm-hmm. it just, you feel it. And so if you're coming from a place of contribution and care about your people, they will feel that and it will lead to a relationship that's so much more deep and more fulfilling. And so that's part of why we have the gratitude of the fulfillment from our company is because, because this is a mutual thing now because people know we care and they care about us too. So it goes both ways. Okay, number three, which is have mastery about what you're doing and don't be a dabbler. You know, mastery takes a lot of energy and effort. It takes focus. It takes a commitment that just goes to another level. I mean, I can't even tell you how many books I've read on being a CEO or how much time of our lives we've spent thinking about this business, thinking about how to help students, thinking about how to grow it, thinking about our employees. It takes a lot of energy and effort, but we are so committed to it and to getting better all the time and getting mastery. Yeah. If I think back to other businesses, that was really the key was, uh, is becoming the expert of whatever I was doing. And in the past, I worked on uh, something that we actually worked on. We, we were focused on something that was very, just a small slice of medicine, business medicine. And really, we just became the experts in that field because so few people were actually in that area. And then with real estate, same thing, right? We, we have experience dating all the way back to 2001. And we've been through multiple downturns. Uh, and or you have, you know, or at least <laughs> at least I have. Yeah, that's true. But you've gained, you've learned from those uh, mistakes that I made. And you know, now we own 150 units. Uh, we are always kind of trying new things, and so we're learning different, uh, you know, new strategies, uh, and we're we're pushing the envelope. And so I think again, we're we're 
really focused on achieving that mastery and what we're doing so that, that that way when we teach something that we're really coming from a place of of true knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, that goes into the next one, which is continuing mm-hmm. to learn and continuing to consistently innovate. For us, our portfolio is our is our testing grounds for our students. And so we're always trying new things. We're you know building, we're trying midterm rentals, we're we're just trying new platforms. We're we're always experimenting because now we have that luxury of being able to do that for risk. And we want to continue to improve because if you don't continue to improve, you get left in the dust. And I think this is most pertinent, especially for the people who are buying short-term rentals in our community, that if you're not constantly working on those and improving them and innovating and thinking about how to make them better, you're just going to get left behind as, as the environment changes and people just continue to step up the level of short-term rentals out there. Yeah. And it's really incredible. The progress that you know the students of our courses have made is incredible and so it really we have to stay ahead of, of them right because they're growing at such a rapid pace they're building on the mistakes that you know that we've made in the past and that's the key right if you can build on somebody else's mistake and avoid those mistakes yourself you can grow your wealth so much faster and and so we really believe that and so that that pushes us to constantly learn and so you know for example at the end of the uh, last year, we bought a 160-unit apartment building. Uh, that was uh, a huge uh, learning for us. Uh, we gained so much experience from that. Uh, it was very exciting. Um, we also did something pretty unique. We did a tick syndication, and you've probably heard of talk about that before, but that's combining a tenants in common and, and a syndication all together. And you might be sitting there like, what, what are you talking about? Well, again, this is what we're talking about is that we're saying that We've committed to learning new things and trying new things and so that our community can benefit from that. And then we can continue to be the leader and add value to our students. Well, we also pay a lot to mm-hmm. learn new things. We sure. belong to multiple masterminds. Both of us belong to different ones. And that point is just to continue to push ourselves to grow. And I think a lot of joy comes from growth as well. So it's not only good for your business to continue to innovate and grow, um, but it's good for you too in your happiness. And so I would encourage everyone to continue to to grow, even if you're successful in a business, to be thinking about how to build it to the next level. It never stops. This episode is sponsored by our upcoming virtual conference called the Fast Fire to Freedom Summit, which runs July 19th through the 22nd, 2022. Are you curious about investing in real estate, but aren't sure if it's the right fit for you? Join us and other trailblazing doctors and their significant others for a four-day deep dive into their experiences building their real estate portfolios. You'll hear from them about how investing in real estate, specifically cash flowing rentals, has accelerated their journeys to fire and to freedom. See the link in the show notes for additional details. We can't wait to see you there. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Caliber Home Loans. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. Now, we've been working with Dan and his team for over five years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close a deal. Now, I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or a vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at semiretiredmd at caliberhomeloans.com to get a free consultation.
All right. This next one is for somebody again who's, who's looking to build a business. You know, we we really encourage you to play the long game, and the long game means is that don't do something for a short term benefit. So, for example, don't use practices that are unsustainable. You might be tempted to post in a group without permission to promote your brand, but at the end to of the DM people, yeah, or the DM people, right? D- direct message people to try to get them to sign up with you and uh, maybe buy your course or maybe sign up for your syndication. Uh, at the end of the day, like we know who you are uh, and uh, ultimately it's a small community and it gives you a bad reputation. And so what you really want to do is kind of look at the big picture and say, okay, ultimately, you know, if I'm going to be doing this for the next five to 10 years and grow really, you know, profitable and sustainable business, like you, your reputation really matters. And so that's why we're saying, make sure that you do things the right way, uh, as opposed to taking shortcuts. Yeah, I would say that a lot of our success has been the people around us who have wanted to help us because mm-hmm. they liked us. Um, because we came, we delivered value to them, and we cared about them and and connected as human beings. And so, if you can build those relationships, that will make more difference than any single post that you put on somebody's Facebook group that you shouldn't have put in there. Um, and ultimately, giving yourself a bad reputation, I agree, is is one of the worst things you can do for your long term business success. Because if people don't like you and they don't want to work with you, uh, that that will hinder your growth. This next one is uh, something that uh, really is important to us is uh, continuing to work on your mindset. Uh, And it is a continuous process, isn't it? (laughs) So it's like you, you, you learn, uh, you th- you think that you know you've achieved a certain level of mastery in your mindset, but then something a new a new issue arises, and you're like, okay, I'm back to square one, and I gotta I gotta figure out how to solve this problem. So so when you're growing, uh, you're always gonna have to work on your mindset because there are always new challenges. Yeah, and there's always gonna be ups and downs, um, and that's what makes you stronger as a business person. So I'm actually in a Brooke Castillo program right now on reinvention, and one of the things she described, she was talking to a life coach, and she was like, what if you were in the situation that you just put out an offer and all these people bought it. And then you have, you know, you're very successful and there were never any challenges and everything was easy. Like you would still be the same person as you are now. You would not be forced to grow. You would not be forced to learn new things. Those challenges are what change you to be able to be the person who can, who can thrive at the next level. And so you need those challenges actually to make yourself grow. And if you, are scared of the challenges, if you're avoiding challenges, if you don't like to have times when things aren't working out and, and you have to figure out a different way, your mindset isn't right for being in a business and you're going you're gonna to have a lot of suffering and it may not go well. So um, if you kind of approach it with knowing that you're going to continuously need to work on your mindset and there are going to be challenges and those are actually a good thing. It's just a key is to get better quality problems over time, not to get rid of problems totally. Then I think you're much more likely to succeed Yeah, I recently wrote an article about the five givens and how you can use that to overcome any challenge. Uh, And uh, and one of the givens is, you know, things always change, right? Change is always a given and new challenges is also a given, right? And so again, if you can accept that these things are a given, then, you know, you can really figure out, start to figure out ways to overcome those challenges. Yeah. And then finally, last one we have for us is just be committed and persistent. It really is a journey. And if you can enjoy the whale along the way, that's great. Um, but it is going to be a journey. It's going to take time. Things don't happen overnight necessarily. And, uh, and when things do happen, uh, one of the keys is making them sustained. 
and uh, getting those skills as and and part of that is really making sure that you get that right team in place and uh, and and the processes and it's not just you anymore. So there are a lot of skills to build up along the way. But if you don't give yourself the option to quit and you just keep going through challenge after challenge after challenge, you'll get there. Yeah, and I wanted to emphasize that uh, really, if you talk to any business owner, they're going to tell you that there were moments where they wanted to quit. Same with us, right? There there are some days where I'm just like, I just don't want to do this, right? But I'm not going to. Uh, you know, and that's also part of mindset, but this is being persistent is, is to just tell yourself, okay, that's not an option, right? Quitting is not an option. And I can, I can tell you right now, the ones that are successful are the ones who never quit, <laughs> right? So the ones that quit were the ones that were, are, are not successful because they didn't, you know, they didn't keep going. And then finally, we wanted to throw out one other option, kind of a bonus option for those of you who are thinking about building a business. And that is buying a business instead of building one. Um, Keith Cunningham tells this incredible story where you basically come to the airport, you know, you check in your luggage, you go all the way through TSA, you get, you walk to your gate, you get to your gate and you look out at the tarmac and all the pieces of the airplane are laid out. And the person at the gate says to you, okay, well, in order to, to go to your destination, you need to build the whole airplane, fuel it, learn to fly it, and then you can go and you can get there. That is what building a business is like. Like you literally have to go put all the pieces in place. You have to create all the systems and processes completely from scratch. You have to decide on all the positions in your company completely from scratch. Whereas buying a business is, in Keith Cunningham's words, like parachuting into a plane already flying into the co-pilot seat, looking over and the pilot's going to teach you how to fly before they leave. And then you just keep it on the pathway. Um, When I think about what we do with our real estate portfolio, we're buying businesses that are already going, right? These are buildings that have been built previously. Um, Owners have been mismanaging them. We're flying in, we're putting all the right pieces in place and we just keep going. And it is far easier um, than building a business from scratch. And so for For those of you who are out there who are saying, I want to be an entrepreneur, one thing to consider is learning how to buy a business uh, well. And I know that for us, we're going to actually take some courses on that. We have that um, in our to-do list of of things we want to learn how to do. And it might be a great option for you instead. Yeah, I love how I love that story, first of all. And I love how he says, you know, ultimately, why do you want to go through? Why would you want to go through that brain damage of creating a company from scratch? Uh, and when you can just parachute in and have the owner teach you how to run that business. So I, I really do love that. And, you know, this is, again, an example of the growth, right? We're learning new skills. Uh, we're learning how to build our business. We're going to persist. We're going to keep going and uh, we're going to grow this thing. Well, hopefully all of you budding entrepreneurs have learned something today. Um, We welcome any comments you may have. And if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review and we'll see you next time. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice. You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.